Today's episode of eTalk Repeat is sponsored by Sam and Ash Injury Law. If you've been injured in a crash, call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit samandashlaw.com. Sam and Ash, because you deserve what's right. All right, now let's hope and pray Sam hits all the right buttons and cues that tune we've all grown to love. Lift off. Oh my gosh, it happened. What would you guys do without me? Have a show that well, started a on, time. on time and a little less technically difficult. Well, I will uh, say actually, that's, an... that's complete nonsense because you, <laughs> you, you two buffoons wouldn't know what to do with these wires if it, it struck you. Yeah, so whoa, anyway. Whoa, whoa. Everything I, here frightens and confuses me. I, well, I will admit that. Yeah. Well, so just, it's another e-talk repeat with more technical difficulties, but here we are. We've made it. Happy Friday. John, what do you want to be called today? Uh, what do I want to be called today? I don't know. Uh, how about the curmudgeonly connoisseur? I don't okay. know. Yeah, I don't know. All right. We'll I, do like it. Ga- I like grumpy gastronome. There you go, John. Because that, that fits my bobblehead. John, the grumpy gastronome, Curtis. Yes. Sam, what do you want to be called? (laughs) Obviously, want to be called the the person who figured things out today. But okay, Uh, okay, I'd call him the Baron of Bavets. Oh, I mean, so I have a, I we have a bet on Bavets. Do we? I have a bet that that you can't get through the entire show without bragging on your Bavets burger. Oh, yeah, no. I actually think the bet is how many weeks in a row can Sam make Bavette's a, uh, a storyline. A story, that's a better bet. Yeah, I think. And, and make and it we're on like we're, we're on like week four. Yeah, we're on week four. Okay. Um, so we got Sam Rajovsky, the Bavette Baron. Um, <laughs> the Baron. Uh, it's me, Ash Watkins. I'm a, a food critic in my own mind. Um, <laughs> like, follow, subscribe the show. You know what to do. And then reach out to us. Cheers at Talk Repeat. It's where we get our hate mail questions. Yeah, and, and great questions are coming oh in gosh, these days. We yeah. love them. So yeah. much fun. So keep it coming. Um, John, speaking of which, I think we're on like two or three demands for your Barcelona, your Barcelona breakdown. Barcelona, oh, my God. Okay. Come on. I should do it. I should just sit myself in the chair and, 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 John, and I'm, get it done. I'm going in May, so now I'm going to add myself to the, uh, okay. to the request That's list. I, right. uh, well, you, know, you know what I'll do? You know, I, I, The trouble is I sit down always saying, I'm going to write a 700-word article when I, about when I travel. Seven, 800 words, you know, quickies, you know, go here, go. Sort of like a listicle but with a little more intelligence behind yeah. it. I always sit down doing that, thinking I'll crank it out in an afternoon on a Sunday afternoon. With and a before of champagne, I, yeah, yeah, or a nice burgundy, <laughs> yeah. you know, a little Volnay, perhaps. And, and instead, I get knee, you know neck deep in it, and before I know it, I'm on day seven of writing it. It's you know twenty two hundred words. I've got you know I'm making my wife's uh, life miserable. I am torturing myself over anecdotes and metaphors and and all all the crazy stuff writers go through. So if I could just discipline myself to write something shitty, I could churn it out a lot easier does that make any sense yeah, yeah. no i get it yeah yeah just do less words yeah, John. Yeah. more pictures it's just it's, you know you know william faulkner said there's no good writing there's only good rewriting All right. and and the first draft is always embarrassing and i probably actually publish it after redrafting it and i'm not exaggerating at least 10 times probably sometimes closer to 20 wow yeah All i right. know but your food writing is 
phenomenal. Yeah, I like food so, writing, but boy, it's, it's hard. Writing. So why do you think the whole world's gone to videos and TikToks? And it's going to come and, back. Yeah, yeah, let's hope. But I mean, people don't want writing is hard. Reading is hard. So much easier just to have that chewing gum for the eyes, where you know you just are looking at fifteen thirty second stuff. You know, where's John's ten favorite Barcelona bars? You know that. <laughs> You know. <laughs> exactly. That's what yeah. we're looking for. That's what you're doing. Yes. That's for. all we want. Lots of photos. That's all we want. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So Barcelona and Madrid. That's in my future. Um, let's do where the show is eventually, hopefully, going to go quickly. Milpa Mexican Cafe, Corey's Mediterranean Pepper Mill, uh, Soul Pepper. Belly Barbecue. Yeah. Um, I have to touch base on my croissant crawl from the Fountain Blue. I went to Al Antico Vinayo up at the Uncommons. Panino, Izakaya Go, and Monzu. Sam, you want to talk about where you went quickly, just yeah. to the rundown? Well, I did some burgers this week. Uh, All right. Did Irv's, did the new Whataburger at Waldorf, and rounded it out. Yes, back to Bavette's. You're welcome. There we go. Uh, there we go. So <laughs> buckle up, people. So. We're going. <laughs> We're going to Bavette's again. Um, so let's do some listener questions. Ben C. asked, what non-alcoholic beverages do you enjoy? Me, iced tea or coffee? Uh, okay, you, Sam, what are you? I mean, I well, I'm a sparkling water guy. I love sparkling water. Me too. I always yeah. get the sparkling also. water. Okay. Uh, besides Cipriani and 1228 Maine, what restaurants did John frequent the most last year? Oh, Cipriani. Oh, you giving me one. some warning no. on this uh-huh. thing. 1228 Maine. Uh, Delmonico, maybe? No. Delmonico, I went to three times. Last year I went to three. I'm trying to think where I went to more than three times. Izakayago. Luger. Luger. Esther's Kitchen. Izakayago, I probably went to at least six or seven times there last you go. year. Yeah, there you go. So there you go to Izakayago. Ah, I would say that, that, right. would, that would be my go to Chinatown, Izakaya. <laughs> oh. Izakayago. Yes. And then, uh, John, what's your strategy when ordering at a restaurant? Do you pick? How do you pick out the dishes? Do you do you do like? Are you one of those people that looks up the menu before you get somewhere and like already know where you're headed? Do you try and like do some popular dishes that a place is known for? Oh well, okay. Uh oh, this can is like I actually Jesus. refine that question? Do you do you look at you look at all the courses all the way to the end, right? I can scan a menu. I I scan a menu like Tom Brady can scan a football field in the middle of a pass play, okay? Oh. I can go through is... a menu, look at it. I don't care whether it's five pages long or two pages. I, I, I look at everything, brrr, write down each thing, <laughs> and I, 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 think, I think within seconds, literally in less than 10 seconds, I can pick out what – I think are the the specialties of the restaurant, or what I think the restaurant's going to do well, or what I think are the most interesting things on the menu. Okay. So I never have a preconceived notion. I don't do that thing like, what should I order going in? I think I'm. I trust my instincts there. Uh, you don't go to Yelp for all the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I just think because I think there's sort of a code involved, especially you know if you go to thousands of restaurants like I have, you can sort of see you know look look at the masthead. Look Look at the letter boxes. Look at the first, you know, if there's a list of five tacos, just to go fundamentally, look at the first one they order. You know, you can kind of tell what they're really good at want and, you to go and what they're throwing in as an aside. Okay. okay? Right. So I think I, I can size it up real. And I, I trust my instincts. I like it's more exciting that way. 
And I mean, as much as people think I'm critical and, and grumpy and curmudgeonly about restaurants, you, you can't do this as long as I have without walking into a place. I don't care whether it's a, a taco truck or the fanciest restaurant in the world. You've got to be extremely, extremely excited about about food. about the food and hoping it's going to be the best taco or the best omelet or the best slice of pizza you've ever had. So you're an optimistic eater. Always. And you, you have to be. And you have to look at things and go, uh, yeah, this is what they do well. Look, look at the way they really talk about they have little sparkles okay. all around the meatloaf <laughs> recipe. You go, I'm going to get the meatloaf, you know. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's how I order in a restaurant. All right. And thank you, Ben C., for the questions and also the compliment. All caps. Our show does not suck. We're not, <laughs> Thank we, you. We do not suck. That's the Thank best you. review I've ever gotten. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. That's a. <laughs> um, and then Julie asked about the last week's show, my Fountain Blue Croissant Qual. Croissant Croissant? Um, well, you I didn't did. hear much about it. I know. I didn't talk about it. And yeah. so I went to, what was it? Cafe Couto outside of La Fontaine, which is on the second floor in right. Fountain Blue. Got and a croissant. Is that the uh, croissant? Is that in the like food hall area, no, food court area? No, it's, it's not. Okay. It's right outside of the, the entrance to La Fontaine. Yeah. It's kind of French and fancy looking and pink. Um, and I went to Chez Bonbon. Uh, all of them could borrow some butter from 1228 Main, and 1228 Main would still have more butter. We see that that that's that that's the key, uh, and Cafe Breges and Burgundy yeah. Bakery and Cafe. I mean, the the bar is set very high for yep. croissant croissant in here in Las Vegas. And if you don't meet it, you've got to just take whoever the baker is and get him out to the good places. Yeah, so that was disappointing. Don't recommend. No, um, so that's you know who else is doing great croissant there right now? Vesta Coffee doing all their own baking out at Durango Station. Oh. And they do some fantastic Does that French make it goods. to us here in the arts yeah, district? We yeah, have, but they the little they offered like three pastries here. You well, go, the ham and gruyere croissant. Yeah, oh. it, it was wonderful. But if you go out there, they have two two little outlets in Durango Station okay. and they're doing all their baking and they have a whole display case and it's really something. And they do say. it there on premises. On premises, Ooh, exactly. Good exactly. to know. That's that kind of segues nicely into our food news you could use. Okay. Uh, Vesta does pastries in Durango Station. They sure do, and they're baking them all right there. Uh, Esters, we kind of talked about this last week. Dinner at OG Esters is until two twenty eight, and then the new spot is supposed to open on March seventh. March seventh. So that's been kicked back about a month. Well, about three no, weeks from where they. No, it's two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah, two weeks. All right. um, I walked by the other day. They've got the awning up, the signs up. But it looks it, great. It, it's coming together, yes. Um, and then I know you're going to be ecstatic, John. There is a new hot pot place going into Resorts World. Oh, God, a hot pot. Get over a fucking hot pot. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, apparently Copper Sun Hot Pot and Grill, expected summer 2024. Yeah. Um, and then there's a place at Wino called Wino at the Uncommons. And it opens this Saturday, and it's like a wine bar with food from your buddy, Sean McClain, who opened Bala and is still listed on the Bala is on website. The yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Where, where is this new place going to be? Uncommons. You know where the Sundry is? Oh, up yeah. there by Durango. It's funny about it. That's, they, they're, they're, they have all these things that are about to open up there, right? Yeah. I, I, saw, I saw a list of them today. And I, I've been cheating on you two guys. I recorded a, a, an episode of Gosh. the Ed Bernstein show today. Uh, tell Ed we say hi. Airing this Sunday on Channel 3 around 3 shameless o'clock. Shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug alert. And uh, he was talking about Uncommons. And I like it, but I, you know, I, I, he gave me yet another chance to rant and rail, rail against the uh, 
against the, the, the QR code ordering. Oh, it's yes. the worst. And, and, yeah, it's I will the worst. tune in for that rant. <laughs> yeah, well, it's you know Ed has a very dignified show, unlike yes. the one you're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> so so we I, I had to tone it down a little bit, but he 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 sympathized. He has a reputation up. Yeah, but Uncom's a lot of things going in out there. I'm dying to hear about your the whole sandwich thing you did between mm. and between the the Florence sandwich shop and the one you said kicked its ass. Yes. Okay. You want to go right in there? Yeah. And Let's then do it. Are Sam and I going to debate sushi too? Are we going to debate yes. sushi too? All right. Good. 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 Okay. Right. So Friday, I was like, you know what? It's a weird hour. Let's go up to Uncommons and try and not stand in a line for a sandwich. So I went up there with uh, Mr. Hollywood, all on Tico Vinayo at the Uncommons. This place is like the pink berry of sandwich shops, is how I put it. <laughs> it reeks of like this influencer pretension that everyone oh, is yeah. just like, it's a status symbol at this point, carrying your stupid little bag. Yeah. Um, ordered, no line outside, waited probably like two minutes to order. Very quick and efficient. Got two different sandwiches, had three bites each, and said, we need to go find a real sandwich. No kidding. Yeah. You mean it's not the greatest sandwich shop on earth, according to, you know, everyone, starfish and everyone. Oh, my God. All the oh, my gods. And it's amazing is all over social media for about four days. And I went. (laughs) <laughs> I could get it if people don't like experience food ever and they're like, I'm going to go out and try something. And, and this is what they do. Okay, fine. Because they're a doing focaccia sandwich with real lunch meat. Yeah. Wow. But there's truffle cream on everything, which Ew. you know I hate. Oh, uh, Jesus. It's, it's just, it's, it's a sham. It's a, it's a pure sham. So we left there, found this place, Panino on Decatur over by 215. Italian, authentic Italian shop, guys making a list of great sandwiches. I put the photos up on my Instagram and my Twitter. Incredible. Yeah, you said side by side, you said it's no contest. No contest. I am dying to go back there and hope I never have to go back to Alantico. Alantico is obviously for people who've never had a focaccia sandwich with good Italian lunch meat before. So what we did is we saved the sandwiches, and then the next day I – uh, I had baked a sourdough loaf of bread. That I'm, I'm one of those crazy people, and I took the like nice Impressive. lunch meat out and put it in my own bread. good bread and, and made, made, a it, made a better sandwich. <laughs> you like, know who also? Well, before I forget, who also does a great focaccia sandwich is Ismael Romano, uh, who is at uh, Ellis Island Casino at the ah. pizzeria there. Oh yes, uh, he, via focaccia, via focaccia, and yes. he is famous for his sandwiches. And you know, all, all you rubes and knuckle draggers and TikTokers out there. And influencers, get yourself to these other places before you start raving about the greatest sandwich oh on earth. Oh my gosh! That's basically just a corporate, you know, corporate uh, shilling uh, operation. Yeah, so it's soulless. It's not fun. It's also twenty dollars for one of these sandwiches. So, but they're huge. So you can share them if that is any okay. consolation. But yeah, I'm Panino. That's where you go for Panino your Italian and, sandwich and Ellis Island. And yes, via Picacho. yes. Um, right. what, okay, what else? Uh, yeah, I've got to- oh, my, I'm going to only talk about one other thing. Monzu went there recently, and we talked about the Dave Portnoy one-bite thing. Interesting take from a restaurant owner. Gio Mont- Morrow told us, he goes, you know, it's kind of frustrating because they have a full-scale restaurant, and now they're selling a ton of pizzas. And he's like, so it really kind of like hurts their bottom line temporarily because all they're doing is slinging pizzas. To Dave Portnoy's... Uh- but... Gio goes, the good thing is now when people come into town that have never been to Vegas and they want pizza, they're going to go on that stupid app for Dave Portnoy and end up at Monzu. And so Gio's actually excited about it. And other 
little fun fact, Gio's now in the kitchen again. It's yeah. back to him. Good. No, his Good. other chef's gone, and he's back, and the food yeah. is off the charts. So. I, I, well, I actually think it's a better restaurant when Gio's in the kitchen. Yeah, and so now he's there full full time. So well, good for him. I'm, you know, I'll have no more Portnoy's complaints if it helps Gio Morrow's business. Yeah, at, and then at Monza. what? And then I did man. You're, you're easy uh, to win. Yeah, no, I'll start being so well. I, it's not so much <laughs> Portnoy himself. It's it's the whole shtick. You know, I take one bite. I go to ten pizza, and I'll tell you what. I rate it seven point six hey, and six point three, and all that shit. All Ashley needed was one bite of that first sandwich, you know, and and she knew it was overrated. Okay. Um, Speaking of overrated, can we talk about sushi now? Yes, you two. You guys got into it. Hammer and tongs. Yeah, you guys got into it in the show toward the end, and then I saw shots being fired on Twitter over wasabi. Over wasabi paste versus fresh grated wasabi. Yeah. So Sam, I will, I will, I will see the opening statement. Go. Opening statement, counselor. Well, as you know, you've declared a certain place here in town to be the uh, the best restaurant, uh, Kaiseki Yuzu, and I admit I did not go to the Kaiseki side. And so there were a number of comments of people that have said that the Kaiseki side of the restaurant is really the, the crown jewel of the restaurant. Fair. I will do that. I went to the sushi side, and I was sort of not impressed. And we ran out of time uh, last week, and uh, things ended a little um, – Hotly, if oh, I may test, say, testily, testily, and um, <laughs> and um, and I, you know, perhaps one of my co-hosts was discounting my opinions. But anyway, here we are now, all fine and dandy. And and no, I listen. I've I've had a lot of sushi, and and you can call me a sushi bro, and whatever you whatever else you've got. But I I didn't think it was it was so great. And one of the things that I found was it looked to me to be paste uh not i knew it was paste but it it, and and i think it was not a particularly high quality paste um so you know so i you know and and i there you know we went back and forth and you you say that uh paste is a perfectly acceptable uh condiment uh even in high quality sushi restaurants in tokyo is that yeah, it is. Yes, yes. I mean, there's wasabi paste and there's wasabi paste. There's the the green-dyed horseradish, which is right. the shitty stuff you get in all-you-can-eat and cheapo. But, yeah, there are wasabi paste you can buy in a mm-hmm. tube, which are made from a 100% grated wasabi root, okay, and and preserved in a tube or a jar, and then they use it. Yeah, so it, but like, it, it, it's uh, – but even – But Uiedeme, for example, Uiedeme, will, they will write in front of you. They will grate it out uh, um, and, and yeah, give you fresh will. stuff. Yeah. It's saying dittos to Kabuto. And, 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 well, the, the thing is, the whole fresh grated wasabi thing, that is a recent development in the last 10 years in America. You didn't, you did not see that 20 years ago anywhere outside of But Japan. it's not yeah. recent or, in, in Japan. I mean, and this is. No, it's not recent. No, but it, you know, it, I, it's just kind of, it's like, it's like a Hokkaido uni. I mean, it, it's been around forever, but it's just seeped in and it's very expensive. Let, let, yeah. And sometimes they take that shortcut. I, I'll, I'll admit, Sam, it's not the best, but sometimes fresh wasabi is not available. It just isn't. I mean, I, that, that's how yeah. it was explained to me. Okay. It's explained yeah. to me that way in, in, in Japan and it's been explained to me over here. So, and they say they can get high quality paste and they use that. But you're right. Uh, the uh, paste is not as super premium that you might expect if you're paying super premium prices. Well, what is it. interesting is that Japan, you know, there's th- their attention to detail in, in food is, is, uh, unbelievable. I mean, I, you can get, uh, croissants, croissants that croissants. in Tokyo that are, that are really, 
uh, second, in, in France. second to France. <laughs> the perplexing yeah. thing, though, about Japan and about food is that Japan, unlike Europe, uses a lot of preservatives and chemicals. They are they were one of the first out there with high fructose corn syrup. They put it in everything. You know they they have their reasons. I mean, they're limited in what they have on their in their very small country. I get it. Um, so this some of the stuff that you know that is is I agree with you normalized in in some of their you know sushi places fine they have the paste they have the stuff that's easier to make cheaper to make um, also easier to store um, and preserve I got it um, but I have not been I can say this categorically I've not been to a so-called high-end sushi place uh, in in Tokyo from you know, from from all the all the quote unquote best places that have that that use paste, I've always seen them grate the the wasabi and and prepare it there. Uh, so I, you know, it just it was an observation for a place that you put on a very high pedestal, and I now need to go back and I need to experience the uh, the the kaiseki side. But um, you know, there's a lot that goes into a, a great sushi piece. It's Everyone gets the same fish. You said that. You're right, a thousand percent. It's how you cut the fish. It's the rice. The rice is the weakest link usually. I mean, it's um, well. I, I I think that. See, that I don't know what you thought of your rice. I I've been to the sushi bar at Kaiseki Yuzu three times, and and they 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 do different polishes of rice. They do two different vinegars, and every time I've been there, the rice has been exquisite. Yeah, I got the feeling you didn't get that same experience. It didn't look like you, John. What? Well, like and that's you. that's my and I, I'm so glad, Ashley, you said this. I'm so glad you said this because the reality is the reality is, John, is that we may not, Ashley and I, well, I'm not going to leave Ashley out of this. I may not know, I do not know everything you know about food. But one of the best things I bring to the table is that I'm not you. And when I go to these restaurants, I get a far more typical experience that our listeners get eating out. Uh, than you do. You you, you, you roll shoppers. into a restaurant yeah. and you yeah. get you get you know a king's meal every single time, and you know and then when I go on a Tuesday night and I, that's another thing I'll admit I go I went on a Tuesday night but it should be the same every night regardless but that's what it is and I yeah, go in there charge the same every yeah. night yeah that's right and I go in there and and even though you you may have sent a little note ahead of time saying that it, you know that I was a friend you know it's you know it, it felt it felt kind of beating that for him John. Yeah, I told him that he was on his way. Yeah. No good deed goes unpunished. Nice. Poor John. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, so that's you know, and and the Literally. first time I really realized this was when we all I knew went that out. For my good friends. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, when we went to uh, Austria Fiorella in um, at Red Rock, and I'd been yeah. there several times on my own. Food was perfectly average. I go there with you. I mean, it was the most incredible <laughs> meal. That Arista de Maiale that we had that time we went, oh, my gosh. I still oh, think yeah, about it. Oh, yeah, was good. Yeah, it was one of the better ones. Yeah. How long, when was the last time you were there? Austere, Fier, Austere, well, together with John, it's been a while. It's been a year. That's been, it's been a year, yeah. It's been a year. I mean, I, I went to the new place at Durango Station. I love that pasta joint. Ooh, got there too. all right. Well, okay, point well taken, Sam. Uh, let me chime in with one thing. So a um, friend of mine, uh, Sean Morris, who's a um, the incurable epicure on Instagram, He's uh, from Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii, uh, avid foodie, professional food writer, uh, a real good guy. Uh, so he's a pro. He's not just some uh, Johnny-come-lately influencer. Um, he went to Kaiseki Yusu a few nights ago. On my, he's in town. 
And I took him to Soul Belly bar- Barbecue yesterday, where he took me to Soul oh, Belly yesterday. I love Soul Belly. Great. Uh, but then and I said, what did you think of Kaiseki Yuzu? And he went to the Kaiseki, uh, to the Kaiseki meal. And he's married to a Japanese woman, and he's Japanese-American, influent in J- Japanese, mm-hmm. and goes to Japanese Japan all the time. And so I said, what did you think? Because he kind of went there on my recommendation. He said, the food was exquisite, but he had trouble with the vibe of the place. Now, I'm not talking about the sushi oh, bar. Oh, the vibe. He said it was so serious and solemn. It was like it was kind of odd. He tried to engage the chefs a little bit. And the, so the waitress was good, but I just kind of felt very like. Oh, it, I hate it, that. It was kind of stiff and, and quiet. And I said, I guess I don't get that. But another thing, I mean, I didn't even know he was going till after he went. Oh, okay. And, and uh, so I didn't tell him he was on his way. He, and he said, and he's fluent in Japanese. And so he was trying to talk to them in Japanese. And he said, I just kind of felt like everybody was very uh, formal and very stiff. And he said, I say much more so than he even get in Japan. Oh. And I said, but he liked the food quite a bit. He just, he just thought the vibe was, uh, was not as much fun as he was And you plow right through that seriousness when you go in there, oh, right, yeah. well, Even with me. Hey, everybody, it's a party, right? It's, Bring yeah. out the sake. It's funny yeah. you say that, John, because probably one of the most miserable meals I've ever had in my life was being served at a sushi bar at Jiro's Sushi by Jiro himself. And it was – he just stood there and just one piece at a time just threw it on my plate. Oh, oh my God. And Sam. It was like an assembly line, and he didn't yeah. – no smile, no interaction. I mean, it was – and I I left there Peace stuffed. Peace one. Peace two. Peace yeah, three. just no, – yeah. No, you, you, were you listening to my conversation with Sean yesterday at lunch? No. He had the, he said the same thing to me. Really? Almost verbatim. Wow. Yeah. He Look said that. Yeah, he said he – because he got – and he got in as a – food writer so instead of getting like the 30 minute you know assembly line thing yeah uh he got a little more access and he was allowed to take pictures but he stood it was just like not fun at all and he said it was nobody was smiling he said the same thing you just said sam so and he said and, and you know and then of course the bill comes and it's 500 dollars a person and you're it's only cash only <laughs> he said it's just nuts and so yeah so yeah there's something to be said for convivial restaurants and some restaurants get it which is one of the reasons i think people like italian food because i mean have you ever met an unfriendly italian ciao bella yeah ciao bella. I mean, you, you yeah, meet them the second time you're part of the family so i think that's what so interesting comment there about that so and maybe this is why i like kabuto too because they're they're friendly there to me at least yeah. and yeah, and no, so it comes are, down uh, you know it, it, that that factors in you're right Kabuto, I've been a fan of Kabuto. If you go back on my blog when it opened like nine years ago, I was I was pumping up Kabuto. Kabuto was coming. I was doing things on my blog like weekly updates when it opened. I, I probably went there five or six times in the first six months it was open. Wow. I love Kabuto. I, and I think it's one of the, the classiest, most Japanese build-outs of any place in town. So a, if thousand I, if I go, a thousand yeah, percent. A thousand percent. You walk place. in, it feels like you're in Ginza. It, it honestly yeah, it does. does. Yeah, yeah. And the people are great. So, okay. So Kaisegi Yuzu is interesting. Maybe for some for some people, not others. They only seat 20 people. If you're a real aficionado, give it a try and tell us what you think. I want to hear about Milpa. Milpa, a Mexican cafe. So... How about this? I never eat out on Saturday night. Saturday night is like New Year's Eve for, you know, eating out. Right? Yeah. So, you know, New Year's Eve for drinking. Because I never. It's like Valentine's Day. Who goes out on I Valentine's Day? Yeah. Oh, oh wait, we don't John play Kurt. that. So, oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> well, anyway. So, 
Yeah, I'm usually happy eating cottage cheese at my kitchen rather than going out. So Saturday night, we're still starving because we still haven't stocked our brand new kitchen yet. And so we go, let's go to Milpa. And it's like Saturday night at 630 at night. And I go, oh, my God, we won't even get in. We go, you know, they were just nominated for James Mm -hmm. Beard Award. We drive up. It's a small restaurant. I don't think it seats more than 30, 35 people. Place is packed. So bravo, DJ Flores. We walk in, the cute little girl at the counter, sort of counter service, and then they sit down and serve you. She goes, sir, we're really busy tonight. And you can, they have takeout orders. People coming in like every 10 minutes to bring a takeout order. He says, it might take a while. I said, okay, we're going to leave. And then I think the chef saw me and he, they come running out saying, oh, please have a seat. They served us fairly well. Yes, true to, true to your word, Sam. Yes, we, I get sort of special treatment. We order three things and. I would have been on my way home. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing to that earlier letter from our, our, uh, listener wrote in part of the ordering is I can order three or four things and I'm always in a restaurant I'm known at at least double that's going to show up. So, but uh, DJ just sent out a couple of other things, but the food, uh, the Mexican food is off the charts. Okay. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's just uh, birria tacos. <gasps> it's uh, taco bowls. It's, uh, they, you know, ch- uh, chicken tinga tacos with these nixtamalized, nixtamalized, nixtamalized tacos that they make there, that they, they soak the corn in lye, they grind it, and they make the tacos there, uh, tortillas there. And it's just on a different level as, of, as tacos go. And I was so happy to see Milpa really jamming on Saturday night. And DJ came over. Uh, and we talked just for a minute because he was so busy. And I said, you're doing well? And he goes, oh, my God, you won't believe. So God bless the James Beard Foundation for getting yeah. him because I thought that was a challenge location. He has a nice new sign up. He's got nice people working there, and it's finally catching on, even in a, in a kind of a challenging location. Where is it again? On Durango. Okay. It's on Durango. It's, it's on one of those busy streets where you almost, if you don't know it's there, you drive right past yep. it. But it's, uh, Milpa is great. So you got to go for, I think, Probably the best tacos, the best sit-down tacos in Las Vegas. Or if they're not the best, they're, they're, up in, the, there. they're in the top five. And yes. the, that nixtamalized yeah. process for making tortillas is yeah, what right. it's all about. So. Right, and soaking it lye and everything. And, 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 and he's hand-pressing, rolling out, the, yeah. the, the, the grinding the flour. He's doing it all right there, and you can taste the difference. Yeah. All right, well, cool. So, Anything I, I, else you want to talk about? Oh, I, I, how much time do we have? Are we good? Where are we uh, at? Let, let me talk about the peppermill one time. Okay. Well, yes. I went back to the peppermill. Yes. The peppermill, because <laughs> people love the peppermill. You know, the internet is so fucking crazy. I mean, you know, really? Yeah. Have you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash. Um, I will post things all the time. I mean, my my audience. When I had an audience in in food, it was in the '90s and the early uh, aughts. So I understand that I'm never going to get the traction that young people do because. Well, you know, by the my, my my crowd is now in their sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not they're not scouring the internet every day like the thirty year olds and some people in the room with me. Um, I like photos, but but so I'll post a picture if I if I have twenty or thirty people on on Twitter like something or forty or fifty people on Instagram. I go okay, good. Some of my old regulars are paying attention. I put this thing up a, a peppermill picture of me, yeah. and I said. Though I'm sobering up at the Peppermill the best way I know how, by having another drink. <laughs> you know, and then I said, if you haven't, and, I, and then I tweeted out again, if you haven't been trying to sober up the, at the Peppermill at 5 a.m. or 5 p.m. after being drunk in a skunk, you're really missing out on Vegas. Yeah. I got like 300 people, you know, liking this thing. The Peppermill's got yeah, like yeah. Vegas's heart. I know it is. It's like, and I, I was, I kept looking at all these likes, likes, likes. I went, 
just a stupid little comment about a restaurant that's been there for 35 years. And but God bless them. But uh, it's probably because almost everyone has a peppermill memory. Yeah. And if they don't, they know about it. Yeah. It's like the steer. Yeah. The golden steer. If you if they haven't been or are not a regular, you've been hearing about it for decades. Yep. See it in movies. Yep. Yeah. And, and I wish I could. Now, I hate to be a little uh, give and take. I wish I could recommend the food. <laughs> but No, we're there for the it, decor. We're there for their vibes. That's where your vibes. And and sobering up. You know, I I had a slushy daiquiri, which was great, so I was already hammered. So I said, I'm going to Where were you before? You know, a typical five-bottle wine lunch. I don't mind their their hash browns. It's it's hangover food. It's it's a lot of, like, heavy hangover food. And I got this big-ass cheeseburger that was loaded with stuff. I wolfed that thing down in the back while I was drinking a pink daiquiri. What's your hangover food? Burgers, a bad burger. burgers, burgers, greasy burgers. Yes. Yeah. Speaking Absolutely. of, let me just tell ah, you something. There we go. Segway. Yeah. Let me Segway. just tell you about burgers. Okay. So, <laughs> Irv's got a new, we've got a new burger slut in Irv's, town. That's right. Ash, sorry. I hate to. Irv's um, no, I, burgers. Irv's burgers went finally to the Durango location. They need to figure out what the hell they're doing as far as processing orders because the line is ridiculous. I went there at like four in the afternoon and it was bullshit. But anyway, really? it's a very, very good burger. It's a very good burger. Now, is it as good as, as Stay Tuned Burgers? Because my cousin... Uh, is it a uh, smash burger? Or is it yeah. more of like a gourmet kind of like in and out burger? It's a double kind of double, double kind of thing. Yeah, right? it's a double... Well, my, pa- my cousin, Dimitri, he, he claims that the, when I took him to Stay Tuned Burgers, he said, oh, this is better than Irv's Burgers. And he, he's a Southern California guy. Sam, did it have like veggies, like lettuce, yeah, tomato, yeah, bit, onion? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so are you, okay, you want to talk about the service or the burger or both? Well, the burger was excellent. The service the, sucked, and the, the burger was good. Yes, the service was absolutely terrible. <laughs> I think they we have, got it. They have they have idiots running it. But um, uh, but then I went, of course, big uh, recently big opening uh, of the new Whataburger location on uh, the Strip at the Waldorf. That is one of the worst burgers I've had in a long time. That is disgusting. What? Wow. Well, uh, it's I'm sorry, disgusting. All, it's cardboard. All the influencers say it's amazing. It's it amazing. it is amazing. inedible. What did you get? Just a standard burger? Standard uh, cheeseburger. Yep. It was inedible. It's not, even, not, not even in and out. It can't even oh, come close oh, to the I would, hegemony of in and out. Don't even. Okay. That's blasphemy. Anybody who would compare oh. it to in and out is, is, is insane. Does not have taste buds. I'm I'm waiting for them to figure their shit out and then I'll go. I but mean, the king is. They opened early. Yeah. It, they still haven't done their opening day, like official yeah. ribbon but cutting. It, like, no, 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 no. I know, but it's, it's also. I'm no, 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 don't. Bullshit. It's, it's, it's a, just a fucking chain. They, they should have it figured out the day they turn the lights on. No one has it figured out when they turn the lights on anymore, John. All right. I'm no still one trying does. to turn my lights on, but. <laughs> <laughs> Ash is here about trying to turn my lights off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Get them out of here. <laughs> All right, and Bavets. Oh, okay, Bavets. Well, well Bavets is the best burger in town, uh, in my opinion. And you had a you had a pro tip for okay. the people. Uh, one real quick thing about a bad yeah. service. I went to Pallet Tea House again, uh, and uh, again, great food. Probably the best dim sum on China, on Spring Mountain Road in Chinatown. But uh, it's 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 ordering off a menu, not the carts. Oh. And I were there with friend of the show JB, who's a real dim sum hound himself, and he goes, he just misses the carts because the whole it, it's. It, we were there an hour and a half to, to get our, our, our dim sum. And, and dim sum is immediate gratification eating. And, and when you have to order and wait and wait and yeah. wait, and then, you know, it, 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 you, lo- you lose all the, the pleasant 
vibe of, and, and, and soul enrichment of dim sum, which is quick. See it, want it, grab yeah, it. Grab yeah. it, eat it, and then walk <laughs> away. I mean, I could go to New Asian barbecue for dim sum and be in and out in 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, I love Pallet Tea House, but the, man, that ordering off the menu for dim sum really blows. Sam, I don't want to rob you of your pro tip about the Bavette's Well, speaking burger. of burgers, so Bavette's has a great burger, but if you can't get into Bavette's and the bar is full, the side <laughs> Betty, next to Bavette's, they share a kitchen. And I have been so informed, said- <laughs> I have been informed that you can get the same burger next door. Okay. Oh, well, now, now you've got homework. I'm gonna, you know, I as much as you're gonna pay me, I'm gonna pull my ass down to that godforsaken uh, park MGM and go to Bavette's and eat the goddamn. Bar. I've had it. Tell me, but I, t- I, call I, us and we'll come down with you. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I had it when they first opened. I went to Bavette's twice. When I, they they've first improved opened. the bur- they've, they've improved the burger. I don't think I like it. I liked it then. I, I know. I liked the original. I think I'm not a fan of the new one. Okay. But I'll, I'll go back. Enough and, burger talk. Um, pet peeves, John. I didn't understand yours when you said nah, it. Over. I don't want to get my pet peeves. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Today. You're feeling good. Yeah. I mean, my, my pet peeves. I, I really. I mean, aside from wasabi the, paste. Wasabi paste and and it was. Sam, people slow service when it should be fast service at places it's like fast uh, food. It's fast food. Fast people. food. Fast food. Fast food. Either dim sum version or fast food burger version. You know, there's no excuse for chop, slow chop. service. Yeah, chop chop. And okay. on that note, all right. I think we're follow us on socials. Social. I'm at John Curtis on Instagram and at Eating Las Vegas on Twitter or whatever the hell they're calling it these days, and EatingLV.com. And I promise to get back to Spain and write something about it soon. Barcelona. Barcelona. I love Barcelona. And I am Ma- at Madrid. <laughs> Mad- say ba- Madrid. Uh, are, are we done? I think we're done. We Socials? The button Ash? Someone, oh, oh uh, at Ash the Attorney. Yeah. And the show, which matters, is at T- Eat, Talk, Repeat. And as usual, they forget about coming. me, but I'm at What's Right Sam. There we go. Okay, fabulous. Uh, super. No, He's playing the martyr per- again. Yes. <laughs> Murjowski means martyr. <laughs> martyr Murjowski. Yes, there you go.